welcome to episode 21 of Not That AA. I'm Allie. And I'm Adrian. And so we've been gone for a while, and we figured that it was time to pick this up again and start discussing some of the games that we've been playing. I know, it's been so long. (laughs) But, you know, people out there, you guys know life gets crazy sometimes, and so um, we're hopefully going to get back to this and be a little more regular about it but um we'll see we'll see how it goes but Mm -hmm. we just wanted to pop in and discuss some of the games that we've been playing currently some that we've just finished and also what we're looking forward to this fall Mm -hmm. there's a lot of games coming this fall one of the well we'll start with a game that we just finished playing and that's gears five yeah so tell me what do you think of it so i rather enjoyed it i think it's interesting because he just switched developers with his last one, mm-hmm. uh, with Gears Four. Uh, the Coalition is the new development studio because you know um, the prior studio kind of broke off and started doing their own thing. Uh-huh. Um, I thought Four was very mediocre, but Did I out. think Five <laughs> really kind of found its own place in the story. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, obviously, but. I feel like there's a lot more character development in 5, and I feel like the gameplay was a lot more engaging overall. I don't know what's technically new gameplay-wise, because it's so long ago when I played 4. Well, Jack's abilities were like hyped up a lot, right? Oh, yeah, 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 the little robot thing. Yeah, because he's a playable character now, um, and he has a lot more capability than he did before. Which was a really great addition to the game. Was he... I don't think we had an assistant in 4. He's I don't new. Think so. He's brand new. Yeah, yeah. he's new. Um, I will say I didn't use him as much. As you you probably... should have. You should, like... Well, I'm playing the game on a easier mode. Like, if I play it on a really difficult mode, then maybe it's completely necessary yeah. to beat the game. But... We do tend to, at least for our first playthroughs, we tend to go with an easier mode or a normal mode. So we can kind of get in touch with the story. I know both you and I like more like story-driven type games. But um, I thought it was great. Um, and I don't know. I We haven't played the online version. I think you played the arcade I play, mode. I played a match yeah. or two. Yeah. yeah. People are way too good at that game. <laughs> I don't think I, I got a single person. People are scary good. But it's really fun. And we had the addition that had Sarah Connor as a playable playable character as well. So yeah. that was fun. So from Terminator, for those of you who don't know, because um, I think there's a, the new Terminator movie is coming out soon, right? Yeah, with Arnold and... Uh, Arnold and... um, Oh. What's her name? I don't remember. Oh, gosh. It's on the tip of my tongue. But the woman who originally played Sarah Connor. Linda Linda Hamilton. Yeah. That's that it. That sounds right. That sounds right. I, I'm, I apologize if I'm wrong. But um, another game that I just picked up recently was the Katamari Damacy uh, re-roll. Mm-hmm. So that was a game that I played when I was a kid. And it's, to me, it was one of just those kind of like stupid time waster games, but it's really mm-hmm. funny. And so I've been getting into that lately and um, just kind of like enjoying the nostalgia of it. And I think that's why a lot of people have been playing, you know, Crash. I think they just re-released... Um, Crash Team Racing, mm-hmm. they re-released the Spyro series. The yep. series that I want to see brought back is Gex, um, which was basically like a, a spy gecko. 
Um, I think one of them, one of the games is called Enter the Gecko or something like that. Those are really funny. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it seems like there's a lot of nostalgia going on. And as part of the nostalgia is right now the Keanu Sans, where it's basically the renaissance of Keanu Reeves' career and popularity, mm-hmm. which takes us to another game we're looking forward to. Cyberpunk. I lost my shit when I saw Keanu walk on stage. I know. I think everyone was already excited yeah. about the game itself. But then when Keanu walked on stage, everyone like lost it. He's like the perfect actor to recruit for something like that. Exactly, exactly. I guess the only other person they could have added was um, if they brought the guy who played Morpheus. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. That would have been cool. Although it is cool seeing Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu Reeves together in John Wick. Yeah. So. Well, they're kind of writing on that nostalgia too because apparently they're remaking, well, they're not remaking, they're making a sequel to The Matrix, which I have no idea how. My theory is that um, we learn in... Matrix Reloaded, which is the second one, right? Revolutions is the third, right? Okay, so in Matrix Reloaded, we learn that Keanu Reeves' character, Neo, is basically a computer anomaly that keeps popping up every generation. Mm -hmm. And every generation, he gets the opportunity to select eight people to repopulate Scion. Um, So my theory is, because in the movie, in Revolutions... Which, I mean, spoiler alert, I mean, the movie's like, what, 12 years old now or something? The third one? Probably. It's been out forever. Yeah. But um, Carrie Ann Moss, who plays Trinity, and Keanu Reeves, who of course plays Neo, both of their characters die. And there's this kind of uneasy peace between the humans and the robots. What I think is going to happen is that the new sequel which has both of them coming back, both Trinity and Neo, is just going to be, um, it's going to be explained away by him being the, like, re- re- uh, what do I, I don't want to say reprisal, but um, basically the anomaly popping up again in the coding. It's inherent in the coding of the Matrix. And so I think that that's how they're going to explain the reappearance of Neo and Trinity. But Trinity's not an anomaly. Like, she really is an insignificant part of the story other than to help Neo. I don't know. The way. I don't know. Uh, it's, I don't know, maybe they're going to do like a doppelganger type thing. I know they're going to do, I know they have something kind of like that in the works in the DC universe, in the Wonder Woman series, mm-hmm. because you have Chris Pine's character who pops up, like what, the, during World War One or World War Two when it first starts to take place. But now he's going to pop up again in the 80s version. So I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if Trinity or Carrie Ann Moss is going to be like a doppelganger. And like the new version of Neo is going to recognize her. I I don't know. Or they'll pull like a, what was it, the Infinity Wars Endgame kind of crazy stuff. Where where you snap and everyone comes back? No, like remember, um, I don't want to spoil it, but there's a character that should have been dead. But really came from the past. In Infinity War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to bring up... I don't want to spoil Jeez, it. I don't even remember what you're talking about, but, but there's okay. A page, there's, there's a person that's supposed to be dead mm-hmm. that, um, because of the altering of the timeline, okay. is, is alive. But um, because of that, that person doesn't know one of the main characters. 
from the Avengers, even though they were in a relationship before. Oh, I know what you're talking about yeah, now. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm sure, like, people know what you're talking about. But I, I, I people appreciate... People who've seen it will know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, it took me it took me a while to uh, jog my memory. It, double check something for me. It's in a group that I don't like, right? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, um, anyways. So, of course, we're excited about um, Cyberpunk along with everyone else. Um, lately I've been playing an older game, uh, Vampire. I don't know if it's pronounced Vampire or Vampire. I I, like it better as Vampire. I like it better as Vampire because they spell it P-Y-R, um, which basically is your doctor who gets converted against your will to becoming a vampire. And you basically go through, uh, World War One London or post-World War One London and, um, I think I didn't. I think we got it for free on Game Pass or something like that. Yeah, which reminds me, I love that service. Um, I'm not being paid to say this. I wish. I wish. Yeah, sponsor um, us. <laughs> Xbox. There's a lot of different gaming companies now that are doing subscription passes. Mm-hmm. EA's done it for a while. Ubisoft is starting one. Um, Sony has their own, which. I don't think it's very good because I don't ever hear people talking. Well, about then it. you have now Apple and Stadia coming up. Yeah, but Stadia, you pay for the monthly. You still have to buy the game. Mm. So that's kind of shitty because you're paying to use a platform, and you still have to buy the game. It's kind of like renting, huh? Yeah, like I don't know. Anyway, that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, Xbox had a promotion where. They will convert all of your existing membership to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate mm-hmm. for like a dollar. And we did that. And basically you get access to Game Pass for the PC and for the Xbox One. So we're playing like Age of Empires Remastered. I know. You love PC. those. Yeah. yeah. And I've been playing Vampire, Vampire, whatever. And I've yeah. been playing um, Portal Bridge Constructor. Yeah. Oh man, I kick ass at that game. I'm and so And of course, good. Gears is part of that. Gears. So you get the ultimate edition if you have the ultimate. And there was also Crackdown. There's yeah, which is I don't know. It, it was really okay. We in. played it for a little bit. I know you played it for a little bit, and then I played it, and it it was okay. It fizzled out for me pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. Terry Crews could only bring so much interest. That's true. <laughs> we love him, but it needed more. Yeah. The game needed more, but um. Yeah, so there's a bunch of different games available. Um, let's see. Oh, you started playing uh, Captain Toad. I know. it's It's been a while since it's come out. It actually came out on the Wii U, but um, I'm having a lot of fun with it because it's like a mindless puzzle game. Mm-hmm. So the only thing, the only grip I have with it is they try to integrate the touch controls by using the, the gyroscope on yeah. the controller, and that's a little weird. Uh, but other than that, it's 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 an excellent game. Oh, and I, I forgot to mention that I've been playing My Hero Academia. Oh yeah. Yes. So I got that's also on the Switch. Um, it's a it's a standard fighting game, but there are aspects of it that I really don't like. Basically, for example, when you want to play through your missions mode, you have to select your team, mm-hmm. and you can't change it. So, like, I think the team I picked was Aizawa, um, Ida, and who was my power hitter? I don't remember. I don't remember who my main person was. But 
as you keep going in the missions, you face different foes, and so you need to use different powers to combat different foes. Mm-hmm. And you, but you can't switch up the team. If you switch up the team, then you have to start from the beginning. So I feel like the only way to play through the mission mode is picking like your heavy hitters at the beginning. So having Bakuko, Bakugo, Todoroki, and like Deku or um, All Might, like right at the beginning. Mm. And everyone is going to play those three all the way through. That kind of sucks. Yeah, because it doesn't give you that much of a variation. I probably, you know what, I have a feeling that I talked about My Hero, the game in our last podcast. So I'm going to, I think I did. Maybe someday someone will prove me wrong, but I've never played a fighting game with a good story mode. Mm. Like... Mortal Kombat tried to put in a story. It was okay, but like I feel like they're always kind of didn't Injustice put in a story mode? Yeah, it was it was okay. <laughs> We've played through that. Oh, and then there's the rumors. There's uh, that uh, they're gonna have a new Arkham game coming out. I haven't heard that one. Like, I what, saw what, it popped up. I saw it pop up on YouTube, but I didn't get a chance to watch the video. Would it be Rocksteady again? Because I don't know. They we're said have to they do were done video. with Batman. So I think it's a different developer. Well, then it's probably gonna be crap. But... Well. I mean, but it's Batman, so we're going to buy it, probably. Yeah, because um, WB, I think, made one of them. I don't know if you remember we played. It was it took place during Christmas. Yes. It was okay. It wasn't as good as the Rocksteady ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, we played the Telltale ones, too, right? The, yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, um, they never finished their Game of Thrones series, either. Because we played through all of the available we the chapters. First one. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they never picked it up for the second. Yeah, yeah. But I think they started way too many projects. Like they did one for Minecraft. They oh, did, Walking Dead. Yeah, and they, they did, did an original mm-hmm. one for, um, what was it, like The Wolf Among Us or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they weren't making money. So. Mm hmm, mm hmm. That was it. There's been a lot of industry firings lately well and then plus there's been um uh like bigger companies swallowing up the little ones because microsoft's been doing that oh yeah they're buying up all the developers Uh uh-huh uh-huh instead of coming up with their own games they're just buying everyone up speaking of like kind of the back scenes of story making uh hassan minaj's show patriot act which is on netflix and um he also uploads his videos to youtube did a, a great story on like kind of like the seedy underbelly of game development. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who are interested in video games, which I'm assuming is pretty much everyone who listens to this podcast, um, uh, check it out. Like I said, it's on YouTube. And if you have Netflix, it's on Netflix too. Um, and it was just really, really eye- eye-opening. People kind of always knew about it. I think it's called um, Crunch Time. Yeah, Crunch Time. The horrors of Crunch Time. Um but people have known about it in the industry for, for a long time. I mean, this is kind of going back, but um, the developer for LNR, mm-hmm. that was a big story back then, how they had basically inhumane working hours and their employees were treated really badly. And the company shut down, even though the game did really well. Wow. And That's why we never saw a sequel or anything. Well, they were going to make another game called Horror of the Orient or something like that. And the company just couldn't get get back up after the scandal. And that yeah. was all she wrote. So who picked up then, if the company went under, who picked up the reboot for Switch? Like, who's making money off of it? 
Um, well, technically, the IP is under 2K. Okay. I think. Um, was it 2K? No, Rocks, Rockstar, I think. Okay. Was one of the publishers. So they make money off of it still. They own the IP. Mm, okay. Even if the developer has gone under. It's kind of like Bethesda has a couple of other, like, side developer studios that they publish for, that they own the IP for, but they technically didn't develop. Okay. So. Yeah, because I was wondering about that, because I see L.A. Noir for Switch all over the place, so. Well, speaking of reboots, Nintendo's <laughs> doing their old thing of rebooting things that have no business being rebooted. Like? Like, when I was in high school, I played this great game called Giant Knight 2. This is, like, years, years old, decades old. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it was the first game where you can kind of play, like, a Jedi, and it had a really good online, so people played it a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're reviving that for the Switch. Really? Like, no one asked for it. <laughs> but they're bringing it to the Switch. I mean, I guess maybe they added motion control or something to it. I don't actually know what... I wonder if changed. they're going to use those stupid, that stupid leg control and that plastic oh, steering the wheel. thing? Yes, for those of you who don't know, like, Switch just released this kind of sneak peek at this sort of physical activity bundle or peripheral, whatever you want to call it, and you snap your Joy-Cons into it, and it's an adventure game, but it makes you work out at the same time. And so when you're running in the game, you have to actually run in real life. And you have to perform exercises like crunches. It's kind of like making the player a Pokemon and you go to gym battles, but you actually have to work out there in your living room. They're trying to make workouts fun, basically. Which, which, I mean, I can understand that. That's admirable. But this looks like just a complete misfire. It's not. Let me tell you why. Okay. Because Nintendo has always released some kind of fitness game Mm -hmm. for each one of their platforms and that's always made them a crap ton of money even though it's really kitschy because there's always like a dedicated group of people that are interested in stuff like that the wii fit is a good example of that i i remember the wii fit and the board and stuff a bunch of people bought those balance boards yeah and i remember you sold your old board to my brother yeah which is just collecting dust yeah because i mean he's not gonna work out or anything but um the thing is, is that it's so funny because the promo material shows people working out at parties, like challenging each other, and we're like, "Who's doing that? Who's people do that stuff? Though. Really? Like people who are like four rosés deep are gonna be challenging each other <laughs> to physical fitness ones? Like, I wouldn't want to host that party because I wouldn't want some chick who's like had like six beers doing crunches on my carpet. <laughs> well, maybe we're just different. There's people that are really into that, but... Yeah, I guess, I guess. I think it's one of those things that the dedicated core will pick it up, buy it, and then the rest of us will just probably be like, whatever. Eh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You know what's interesting is that is if they're going to release more games to use that set. Because I think, like, I don't know, maybe like a fighting game or something? I don't... I don't probably. know. Because to me, the whole setup for one game seems kind of silly, but... Um, They're doing that with um, with Nintendo Labo, with mm, the cardboard stuff, mm-hmm. like the VR. They're starting to put VR into like random games that's been out 
Oh, yeah, that's true. I can't imagine playing VR being very comfortable, though, on a Switch. Because it's... Yeah, I don't know The resolution's not great. So, I don't know how that's going to work. Well, I'm sure they'll figure out how to keep beating that dead horse. Yeah. So... Like as if anyone still plays VR. Mm. It was really cool, but I don't know... I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, some people... I think some people still use it quite often. I think it's probably honestly used more for porn than anything. Well, it's good for stuff like educational stuff. Oh, like that new Human Anatomy game that's coming out. Yeah, that sounds kind of cool. But um, I know some universities are using it to do teaching. Yes. But that's very far from what... Um, the original intention was. You should use it for those virtual surgeon games. Yeah, vomit inducing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that should be interesting. And you know what? We haven't. We've. Been, I think you and I have been playing mostly Xbox, PC, and Switch lately. We just really haven't touched our PS4. I love my PS4, but. They haven't released a single, like, exclusive that's like, oh my gosh, I want to play it on the PS4. Because, you know, I'm sure like a lot of other gamers, we have budget constraints. Mm -hmm. And I don't have the money to buy all the online subscriptions, so I kind of pick and choose. Since most of my friends have Xbox, I'm like, well, I'll pay for Xbox Live, along with the Game Pass thing. Yeah. Um... But there's really nothing enticing on the PlayStation 4 that's not already cross-platform. I think the last, legitimately, I think the last game that we played we on PS4 was Kingdom... Spider-Man. Oh, was it Spider-Man? I thought it was Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, yeah, it was. But that was cross-platform. Oh, yeah. And, and I just remember because we complained about it in the last episode, how we didn't like Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. But, yeah, I remember playing Spider-Man. Didn't we beat it in a weekend? I think yeah. we just pushed, we rented it, and we just pushed through it. It was a good game. But, yeah, that's cute. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything that really stands out. I think there was a couple of really good exclusives. Um, what was that one that was exclusive that came out years and years ago? It's the one with the robots and the <laughs> and the bow, but robots and the bow. Horizon. Uh, well, no, not Horizon. Yeah, I think it's something Horizon. I don't remember. Her, well, I'm starting to think Horizon Zero Dawn. Is that it? No. I think so. Is that the one where it's like, it's like post-apocalyptic, yeah, yeah, but there's yeah, like yeah, yeah. prehistorical Ice Age type animals yeah, in yeah. it? Yeah, I think that's like the last like true good exclusive. Um, people are still waiting for The Last of Us 2, which I was never into. Mm-hmm. Um... Half-Life 3! No. <laughs> Days Gone was supposed to be good, and then it ended up being a flop, I think. Um, that's bad. I'm struggling to think of a good Sony exclusive. Because they've canceled their E3, and they canceled their Sony PlayStation experience this year. I see. I thought it had been a long time. Yeah. Because we usually keep track of that stuff, and there was nothing. They're like, nothing to announce. So... Ah, that's sad. So what's going on, Sony? They're still doing really well, but... We need games. Xbox is catching up. Yes. 
Because they're buying up all the studios and they're releasing a bunch of stuff. And let's be honest, Gears 5 is probably one of the best exclusives that's come out in a long time. Yes. Um, like, I tried playing Sea of Thieves. I just couldn't get into it. I think if you play with a large group of friends, it, it might be kind of funny. I got stuck behind a rock. I mean, it, <laughs> it's, it's too sandbox for me. Mm. Like, too open. I need some direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say a majority of the exclusive games that are coming out that I'm excited for are cross-platform. Mm-hmm. Like Watch Dogs, the new one. I think we were going to get Watch Dogs on PS4 just to show our machine some love. Oh, I pre-ordered it for the Xbox. Oh, well. So much for that. Because at least you can get the online functionality. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because we don't have the yeah, PlayStation Yeah, we, we don't have PlayStation again. Plus or whatever. Um... And what else is coming out? Um, the new Jedi game looks kind of cool, but I might wait for that. You know what I might get later when it goes on sale is Persona 5 Royal. Since I liked Persona 5 so much, mm-hmm. I I am curious about Royal, but I would only pay so much for it. It'll go on sale. Yeah, eventually. Sale. Or there's going to be like a special edition that's going to go on sale like in a year or so yeah um yeah oh borderlands that just came out yesterday um i really wanted to play it this weekend but i don't really want to play it by myself so i'm gonna wait on that yeah and your homie's out of town yeah so (laughs) um so so yeah i think what else there's got to be something else that we're looking forward to pokemon Oh. We're hoping to play it in October, but... It's not coming out until November. Yeah. I guess Thanksgiving break, maybe. That's an option, yeah. So. Um, but, anyways, let us know what other games that you're interested in, and which ones you'd like to play, and, uh, yeah. I think that pretty much does it for this episode. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, I know we say this every time, but hopefully we can start getting more into a groove on this and talk more regularly. But I think, you know, there's been kind of a gap in game releases, and now they're all kind of like flooding. It's the last push before the next generation. Yeah. Because next year it's going to be the new Xbox. Scarlet, I think it was. And then, is that actually what's going to be called, or is that just a working that's title? A, that's a working title. Okay. And then PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. And they both basically have the exact same specs, so it'll just be whichever one has better exclusives. I think right now you're calling Microsoft right yeah. now. Which is sad, because we used to be very much a Sony group. Yeah. Hmm. But things change. Things change. What um. Do you know? And then there's, oh, are you thinking of getting the Apple gaming system? The Apple subscription? Oh, you can play on um, on your Apple TV, too, supposedly. Because you can hook up your Xbox controllers now. Ooh. But they're going to need to come with something more fancy than the, the, the ones they showed at the conference. Yeah, it seems like a lot of them are just kind of knockoffs. Or well, they're, not... just, they're just like iPad games. They were developing, they have, remember that announcement with that developer from China for that, like, Dragon something game? 
I don't know. You we were at the Apple store when I must have not cared enough to pay attention. I was trying to pay attention. I know we were there to get your your MacBook service. Yeah. But the the conference was going on at the same time and yeah. so I know there's this big game coming from this Chinese developer for Apple for the Apple gaming system. And it looks like, you know, basically a fantasy fighter type of game. But other than that, I didn't get that much information. Yeah, I can't say I'm terribly interested. So we'll see. There's something, hopefully, what I'm, what we'll talk about soon, what I'm dying to see soon is an update for Sims, going to Sims 5. But right now, they're just really milking 4 for all it's worth. They're making so much money off the DLCs. Why stop now? I know, I know. And I just never purchased any of them. But now, when I want to play Sims, I feel like my Sims can't my Sim can't do anything because I don't have a bunch of expansion packs, and I'm sure as hell not going to buy it now yeah. because we're so many years deep already. So, and they never offer good enough sales. Their sales are shit. They're so it's bad. EA. That's true. That's true. Anyways, okay, enough from us rambling. Thank you for joining us, and enjoy the rest of your day, weekend, whatever, and we'll talk to you later. Later.